It is winter. And every once in a while during a winter, we have a big storm. Big enough that we go into what is called a level three snow emergency. When the snow emergency is broadcast, everyone is told to stay off the streets and remain in their homes, except for emergency personnel or essential personnel. Who are these essential personnel? The people who operate the snow plows and salt trucks, the first responders like police and firefighters, people who work in hospitals and the like. These essential personnel have the training, equipment, and experience to help other people during level three snow emergencies. In today's gospel, from Matthew 4, Jesus calls his own essential personnel. He calls his first disciples, Peter and Andrew, James and John. Although, unlike today's essential personnel, these men are not necessarily appropriately equipped and trained to be disciples of a Jewish rabbi. Likewise, they don't have the necessary life experiences to be a disciple of Jesus Christ according to the standards of first century Judaism. This should give us an insight then into our own lives and relationships with Jesus Christ. Because we are called, like Peter and Andrew and James and John, to be Christ's disciples today. Here's the takeaway for all of us. Jesus is not calling the equipped. He is equipping the called. He isn't waiting until we are equipped and trained and have a ton of life experiences to be his disciples and disciple makers. How do we know this? How do we get that from this text in Matthew Four. We get that by knowing what's behind that. What is the background to how Jesus calls his disciples and how that is very different than other rabbis calling their disciples in Jesus' day. So, a little cultural background to first century Judaism is so important here for us to understand, not just then, but now, not just disciples in Jesus' day, but disciples today, you and I. So let's get into it. Rabbis had disciples in Jesus' day, every single one of them. Long before they're called disciples, first of all, all young persons would start their education in the ways of the Jewish faith, like studying the Torah, the first five books of the Old Testament. They started when they were about five years old, and they went on until they were about 12 or 13 years of age. Around this age, they would go through the rite of bar mitzvah. After the bar mitzvah, the majority of the youth would go off and learn a trade. 
either from somebody in their own family, like the trade of their father, like the four disciples we just heard about. They were fishermen, Matthew says, with their fathers. Or they would go to a trade school, which normally took up their teenage years and well into their 20s. A very, very, very few during their teenage years would go through the Bet Midrash. The Bet Midrash was the school of the rabbi. In this school, a disciple of a rabbi would spend years not just studying the religious texts and the teachings of their Jewish faith via the rabbi, he would spend years following the rabbi around, observing everything that the rabbi did, said, how he lived, how he interacted with people and treated them, his mission, his identity, everything, in order to eventually become like the rabbi, and then eventually to become a rabbi himself. That was the goal to become a rabbi. Finally, at the age of 30, the disciple become rabbi had the authority to interpret the faith for the people and take his own disciples. Jesus completely turns upside down the centuries-long tradition. At the age of 30, like other rabbis, he takes disciples. But look how he does it. In today's gospel reading, he calls four men who have already learned their trade and are practicing their trade with their fathers, running the family business of being fishermen. These are men, not boys. They are not boys who have spent years being equipped trained, and gaining a ton of life experiences with their rabbi as the disciples of rabbis so that they can one day become rabbis. No, these are fishermen. Jesus comes up to these men and says, come, follow me. Now this is code word. Every Jew knew it. And the code word, come, follow me, is a call to discipleship. It's what a rabbi says to a young boy. Jesus takes these men right where they're at. And he tells them, I will use what you have. I'll use your training and your experiences as fishermen. Your skills and your talents your passions and your commitment, your dedication and your devotion, your work ethic. And I will make you fishers of men. This must have come as a huge shock to these men who years ago would have missed the chance to become a disciple of a rabbi. Now as men, and without any formal, formal schooling, Required, they are called to become disciples of Jesus Christ and to become disciple makers. Look at their response. 
they immediately left everything for the chance to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Jesus takes the next three years to shape and form them as disciples, not so that they might become rabbis, experts, but in order to send them out equipped only with the experiences that they gain from their encounter with Jesus and the development of a relationship with him. Then to be going out, being sent out to share their faith in him with the rest of the world. Indeed, this background gives us much insight into our own journey as Christians who are also called to be disciples. As disciples, Jesus, even to this day, is not expecting us to be properly equipped, formally trained, and schooled in a ton of religious texts and teachings before he calls us and before he sends us to share faith with other people. No. He comes to us just as we are. While we're doing our everyday thing, our everyday routines, like in our own trades and jobs and careers, while in school or participating in sports or extracurricular activities, and it doesn't matter the age. Children, teens, young adults, older adults, grandparents, active, retired, raising kids, having raised your children into adulthood or helping to raise grandchildren. Christ is teaching us from today's gospel reading that he meets us where we are. And then along the way of following him, he equips us with what we need to share our faith with other people. He will not wait until we have what we need. He only asks us to respond to his come and follow me. And I will use whatever you do have to accomplish my mission in your life by making you a disciple and a disciple maker. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem in our modern and now post-Christian age. We've forgotten this. And the post-Christian age is about 50 years old, so the last two generations and this current generation. Many of us mistakenly have presumed that the one, that one must be an essential personnel in order to tell others about Jesus Christ. We've mistakenly presumed that one must be an essential personnel to evangelize other people, to share faith, to teach them what we believe and practice, what we value and hold dear to our lives, even to our own children, let alone to other people. Thus, we have left this mission to those we presume are the essential personnel to do the work of discipleship and disciple-making. We've left it to who over these last couple generations? To priests, principals, teachers, catechists, and really, really, really holy religious people 
in our communities and our families, like a really holy grandmother. And this erroneous reading of Scripture and the living out of it, we have politely excused ourselves from the duty of being disciples and disciple makers, which is the duty of every Christian, of every man, woman, and child who takes the name Christ. And then of passing on the faith of our religious beliefs and the person of our faith, Jesus Christ, to other people. Even those people who are nearest and dearest to us, we have abdicated our duty to what we consider to be the essential personnel and never thought that we were. Here's the thing. According to the new way that Jesus, as a rabbi and the Son of God, called disciples in his day and still calls us to this day, Jesus considered those fishermen to be essential personnel. And he considers you to be essential personnel. We are in a level three emergency in our culture today, if you haven't noticed it. You are the emergency personnel. You are the essential personnel that is being called by Jesus to go out into this cold winter storm that has taken our culture and our society, our schools and our families, our churches and our people. You are called to rescue them to lead and shape and guide them, to teach and inspire them, to save them and build them up into disciples and disciple makers. But let's be very clear. According to Jesus' way of doing things, not the way that we've been taught in our modern times by our own churches and our schools and even in our own families, we do not and we must not wait until we consider ourselves properly equipped, trained, and schooled in the experiences of the Christian life in order to become a disciple of Jesus Christ, in order to become a disciple maker of Jesus Christ. Jesus will supply all the graces, the words and actions, the faith and courage, the dedication and commitment that we need. If only, if only we would enter into a relationship with him and come and follow him and then just journey with him as he gives us all that we need throughout the course of our lives to continue to be a disciple and continue to be a disciple maker. Follow him into Alpha, walking with purpose. That man is you our men's and women's retreats, and coming up in the next couple of weeks, our men's and women's conferences, our Bible studies and adoration, our personal prayer time, our reading of the scriptures. These are not formal schools where you'll become experts in the faith, and then and only then will you share faith. No, rather, they are opportunities right here, right now, in this place, and right here, right now, where you're at. 
to have an encounter with Jesus Christ and then to develop a relationship with him and then to further that relationship with him. Follow him. Become his disciple. And he will give you everything that you need, which is firstly and primarily himself. To go out into the world, that is, the circles of your influence. And change the lives of so many people by leading them to Christ. Don't wait for the so-called essential personnel to do this work during this time of crisis and emergency in our culture. You are the essential personnel. Open the doors of your lives and get out in that storm and do the mission of following Christ and leading others to Christ and teaching them not only to follow Christ, but then to lead others to Christ themselves.